Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey listeners, this is Post-Production Jen with a quick note about today's episode. Today's guest hosts a podcast with adult themes, so... During his introduction, those adult themes are mentioned, but not expounded upon in any way. But if you want to skip that part, you can skip the first minute of the interview to completely avoid that topic. Also, it was a really strange day with our abilities to speak, so if you stay to the very, very end, I've added a blooper reel of us not being able to talk. Hope you enjoy my talk with Dylan as much as I did. Uh, That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Hi there, and welcome to another guest episode of Oof, Right in the Childhood. Today, I'm talking with Dylan Lincoln from Plot What Plot Podcast. Dylan, why don't you say hi to the listeners? Hi, everyone. Um, And why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Hi. So, yep, my name is Dylan Lincoln. That is actually not my real name. It is my porn star name. Um, Because of my podcast, I like to use that. So sometime in the future, I may be hireable by people. Um, (laughs) So we actually, it's not the sole purpose of our podcast, but currently we are having fun ruining everyone's childhoods um, by reading and reacting to various smutty fanfics. Um, So recently we just did SpongeBob. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yes. And it was... um, (laughs) It was a lot. And before that, I got to use my cookie monster voice. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's what I do is I just kind of take everything we know and love and make it horrible. Well, I mean, I mostly focus on how it was already horrible, but at least we found, <laughs> you know, a Venn diagram where where we have a lot of uh, overlap. <laughs> so, um <laughs> So Dylan, uh, you came here to talk about The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which is the only package film released after the wartime era in uh, Disney history. Um, But not just about the film, about A.A. Milne and Winnie the Pooh in general, uh, because, I mean, you're kind of a literature critique, I Mm. guess, or something. Um, We'll call you a literary critic. There you go. That's what you put on (laughs) on your resume. Literary critic. We'll go with that. I actually, I think I'm going to steal that because I've been trying to find a way how to put this on my resume and look really professional without saying yeah, yeah, that good I call, technically good call. Literary, cri- 
critic. There you go. Um, so <laughs> why don't you tell me about your earliest memories of Winnie the Pooh, uh, whether or not it was the movie or the books or how'd you get introduced to him? Yeah. So gosh, my earliest memory is actually, so we, I used to watch the TV show with my mom every day um, when we were, when I was very little. So it was my older brother and sister would go off to school. I jump right out on the couch and that was our thing. Um, I don't remember that bit. My actual earliest memory of Winnie the Pooh is a reoccurring nightmare that I would have when I was very young. Um, and I would, in the dream, get out of my crib and I would try and crawl down the stairs to get away from the beehive that Winnie the Pooh tries to get to um, when he's being the, <laughs> the storm cloud. <laughs> oh, my. So still love it but yeah that that's see that my wasn't my no nightmare fuel it. <laughs> it was totally the heffalumps and woozles scene that that really messed me up as a kid that scene is something oh, i loved that scene i <laughs> would watch that on repeat as much as i could that song and just like the colors it, it was really like was like uh, that and pink elephants on parade from dumbo are just absolutely like this why yes. moment um which is like why why did you give us this but okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> they're like here small children here is what it's like to drop acid exactly like you know the 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 40s and 50s were a lot of we're not taking drugs, but they're just in everything. So I wonder if that's where uh, Pink Elephants on Parade came from. And then, you know, this came in the 70s, so everyone was just doing drugs. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually never realized just how similar Heffalumps and Woozles and Pink Elephants on Parade was. Right, right. When like you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, I see, I see some crossover there, some influence. Yes. Yep. Well, there's also, have you ever seen that clip? Um, it's, it, oh my God, is it from the movie where it's Christopher Robin and Pooh and they're walking along and he's carrying his stick, but then it's the exact same yes. animation for Mowgli. Yes. In, it's fantastic. Um, it's Book. fantastically overlaid. Um, someone just sent me that actually a couple days ago. One of my friends just sent me that and I was like, yep, yep. This is uh, the copy paste era of Disney where they're yep. just like, we're not doing it again. <laughs> and I mean, it makes perfect sense. I, I am sure animating now is horrendous. I cannot imagine having to do it back in the day by hand frame. Oh, I know. Like the, the we, I talked about it a little bit in the 101 Dalmatians uh, episode about how much xerography decreased their budget like it halved their budget on 101 dalmatian um and like the ability to just copy cells and then just repaint them um was huge for them and uh you can really really see that they kind of took off with that as hard as they could for the bronze era just like hey you know what we're just gonna put that in there that's fine oh, yeah <laughs> It was a hit once. It'll be a hit again. And these dumb dumbs exactly. are still kind of money. Exactly. This is great. Wonderful. I mean, you know, the board of directors had been saying for years, <laughs> we should just show our old movies, Walt, and just focus on the park. And and so they were just like, we're just going to show our old movies. But what we're going to do is we're going to put a new coat of paint on them and make people think it's a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just like, there are so many times that I would have loved to be able to to be a fly on the wall for, for certain conversations, like, especially something like that, like where, you know, obviously it's the money, but was there, was there someone, was there some brave artist that was like, no, this isn't, this isn't art. This isn't what I'm here to do and storm out. Or were they all just accepting that they've sold their souls? And well, for, for this particular movie, I'm pretty like most of the guys that worked on this movie were the nine old men that Walt had personally hired. And so they were just, you know, they were old and nearing retirement and they're just like, yeah, we're just, we're just going to draw. But we are getting into that era of Disney where people (laughs) did get angry and storm out and uh take half of the studio's animators with them Tom Booth. um <laughs> but uh not quite like he, <laughs> he actually started while this movie was in production um but yeah they this was i think just one of those like yeah we're just gonna do the thing this is fine yeah and i mean it it already had a built-in audience because they they also mm-hmm. just took shorts right and and threw them together into a they really they did as minimal effort on this so what I we're gonna do it's like it, do you ever have that person in your in your classes that would just like turn in three papers from two other subjects and be like this is the project that you asked for it is absolutely different from everything else i have done um yeah i had those i knew those people it's okay if you were those people you were that person. That's yeah. I was that person. I was usually the person <laughs> that was like, "You just turned that in like ten minutes ago." In chemistry, they're like, "Shut up!" <laughs> oh right, man. <laughs> oh yep, yep. But I at least would do my my part of group crop projects. I was never that person. I wasn't going to drag anyone else down. But for myself, I was like, "Look, you're lucky I'm even here, so you can either take this." Or I'm gonna <laughs> see just when I did go. group projects, I would just be like, okay, you are responsible for this section of the group project. And if that section isn't done, someone's gonna know that you didn't do your yep. job. <laughs> I was I was vindictive by the time I got to that point. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but that is very fair. And I look like I look back at school, and obviously we all had our own stuff going on, and school is horrible in general, but it's just if you cannot take two seconds, so you're not screwing everyone else over, you deserve. I to used be to say when I was bus. when I was in college, like uh, people who give group projects to college students deserve to do group projects with college students. Like you should have to do one of these before you assign them. <laughs> just just so you remember what this is like, because it is not fun. Yep. Uh, oh no, yeah. <laughs> oh oh no no. See, thankfully. I I tried the college thing and I realized that I'm spending too much money for something that <laughs> I don't particularly care about. So I'm just going to go. I'm just going to I'm going to figure it out. Best of luck to all yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah, I went back when I'm I out. was older. Um I was like the nope. second oldest person there. I got a degree in biology and never used it. So excellent. Uh instead Ooh. I became a coder and now I write, you know, for a podcast about Disney, you know, stuff. The natural progression. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 that's the, uh, as I understand it, it's the ADHD uh, career progression as generally expected. Yes. Like, I'm just going to pinball around for a bit. It's great. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I feel that. I, I actually, so I've been in New York City for 
about eight and a half years now. I originally came out here for acting, tried to do the whole Broadway thing. And I was like, no, I can't, no, it's not for me. And so I've bounced around from working at Yelp, selling ads to selling, well, not selling, but working for a wine importer and helping people selling wine. And now I've landed in healthcare as an office manager. So like I fully get the whole, I'm just going to bounce back and forth until I find something that catches my attention long enough. Well, if you're going to work in healthcare, that's the place to be working in healthcare right now. <laughs> like, I work yes. in an office far away from people. Excellent. <laughs> well, so I I am I can't say unfortunately because I at least I have a job. Like I I started this new job the day that the city went into lockdown. Oh no. Uh, but I am vaguely patient facing. Every now and then I have to cover um and like check people in and out but for the most part i'm locked away in my office watching them through a little window being like hello you're my fake television for the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i work in uh i work in e-commerce and when i started five years ago people were like eh, i mean i don't know if that's super useful and then last year everyone was like oh hey e-commerce that's a thing that everyone needs right now uh and so yep. being a front-end web developer for e-commerce that is that is a thing to do <laughs> And you never see a person. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. Oh, there's part of me that like would like to think that I could go full hermit in the woods and just never speak to a soul again. And then I remember the internet and I'm like, no, I actually kind of need that bit. So unless I'm getting Wi-Fi out in the middle <laughs> of a, can't even remember a thing of nature that's around me aside from Central Park. So apparently that's where I'm going to go be a hermit. Wow. <laughs> Please, yes, I want to see you build a hut in the middle of Central Park and put up a satellite for satellite internet and just, I'm going to read that story on the internet and be like, oh, I knew him when. <laughs> and not the weirdest thing that this city will have ever seen. <laughs> oh, no, by no means. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Have you ever actually been out to New York City before? I have not. It is on my checklist of places to go and hate. Um, I really, really <laughs> want to go. And then I also know that as soon as I get there, I'm going to be like, hey, there's like people here and I don't like people. Um, so I'm like, I want to go to Times Square, but also I do not at all want to go to Times Square. I want to go. I want to do like um, virtual New York City, like just just yes. do the, the 3D like virtual goggles and be like, feel like I'm in New York City without actually being in new york city that's that's a goal i wonder if there's actually something like that i'm sure be. there there will be if there isn't now there will be at some point just you know i'd like to go to paris this week and just put on some goggles and pretend like you didn't have to wait for oh. six hours to go in the louvre and uh yep. stand at the back of a crowd and go that's the mona lisa <laughs> over there <laughs> oh oh uh, but why is that so true it was <laughs> You just spoke to my soul because I literally, <laughs> when my friends, and I, I can't say dragged because that's that's not correct. I love museums. I just, I don't like people. But <laughs> there was a line to see the Mona Lisa. And I was just like, nope, I see it. I've seen it online. I don't, why are you making me wait for two hours to just see it a little bit closer than I, not even a little bit closer, farther away than I could if I just pulled it up on my phone. 
Right, right. Like you can zoom in on things and see the cracks on your phone. It's great. And, and there's so much other stuff in the Louvre, though. Like I would go to the Louvre for everything else. Um, like I, I know that there's so many other great exhibits in the Louvre that mm -hmm. aren't the Mona Lisa. But I have heard the story. I, I actually would be that person that would be like, I'm just going to go the other way from the crowd that is rushing to go see the painting that's Mm -hmm. over there i've seen it <laughs> no and that's exactly what my co-host i i went with my co-host hallie um and our group of friends and we were like you we're just gonna go explore the things that we can't find online and they have like what the what people's rooms would have been at through different points in history and oh, it's, it's just so like so there's cool. so much more <laughs> it's so cool it is just i it I would love to go back to Paris and spend more time in Paris proper instead of the amount of time that we spent at Disneyland Paris, because that oh. was a lot and underwhelming. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard that Euro Disney is something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just talking to my husband about how the Smithsonian is supposed to... Uh, it's They're playing this huge exhibit for the 250th anniversary of the United States existing uh, where they're pulling Neil Armstrong's suit out and they've done a full restoration and all this stuff. I was like, Ooh. can you imagine we should go there for that? And he's, he's like, okay, okay. Um, so what, <laughs> everything that you have just described sounds really cool, but you want to go on July 4th for the 250th anniversary of the United States to the nation's capital. There's, there's going to be mm. a couple people there, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're right but wouldn't it be cool <laughs> in theory it would be that would be so cool the idea of that crowd like even even before pandemic times the idea mm -hmm. of that crowd just made my skin crawl but now i'm like <laughs> oh there's gonna be five people in one space no, no, no. Who no, do you no, think no, I no, am? No, 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 no. But I like. I'm like. Oh. But the the reflecting pool and the fireworks and the Washington Memorial. And he's like, I'm Canadian. You are completely lost on me here. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not even Canadian, and I feel that in my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marry a Canadian, they will just take whatever patriotism you have left and be like, no, no, this is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll loop back around <laughs> Winnie the Pooh now that we've meandered all over the, the world for a little bit. Um, so so you grew up with, with Winnie the Pooh and having nightmares about bees, which is, are you afraid of bees now or was it just the beehive from that particular tree? Yes and no. I'm like, I'm not the type of person that is going to run away screaming bloody murder. But whenever I hear that buzz, it's just like, it kicks in my fight or flight. And I can't fight a tiny bee. So like, mm -hmm. instinct is to run away, but I will sit it out. Because we we need to we need to save the bees. They are cute little fuzzy saviors of this planet. But I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they make honey and that's great, but also no. I have I have this rule that I'm like, okay, so spiders, you and me are really cool as long as you are not in my personal space. Um, and then mm -hmm. one of us has to leave that space. <laughs> um Nine and ten that times, could be you in a cup. 
but uh yeah my, my daughter is definitely afraid of spiders just like nope and i and like i, I get it but also they eat oh. things that i don't like so uh i will let them stay in my garden i have i have one that pops exactly. up in my garden every year that's like this big old oak spider of some sort that just hangs out above my plants and i'm like oh friend uh, oh see like that is that is the wholesome spider i i live for that spider it's the spider when you're in the shower and, you just <laughs> around, and it's in the corner and you're like Oh no! And it's holding a little knife and <laughs> protecting your shampoo bottle, and you're like, "Why well, I me?" Mean... <laughs> it's that one I don't like. I hate that one. I've oh, uh... but having a garden. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Having a garden sounds so delightful. Well, well, when I say garden, I have a planter that has some herbs in it. <laughs> it's more than I have. Well, I mean, <laughs> I do. I do have a a three foot by three foot square that is counted as a lawn, uh, which is lovely. And I do understand that that's a huge amount of green space for New York. So. Yes, that is that it's uh, like an actual forest for me. <laughs> <laughs> you should come up here to British Columbia. We have like trees, like real ones. Oh, no, don't tempt me because if I ever did, then I, I'm, I'm never coming back. I'm oh, just well. going to escape into the wilderness of Canada. <laughs> well, you know, I came to visit once. I love you now. And never look back. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, the the Heffalumps and Woozles song really, like, it really did stri- strike me about how how similar it was to the the Pink Elephants on Parade. But the thing that I noticed when watching it this time is like I didn't realize how many um, references to guns there were in Winnie the Pooh when <sighs> I was a kid, like. There's a gun it's, in Christopher Robin's bedroom, and Pooh has a gun. <laughs> I it just it went completely over my head, and even when I would watch it, because I I have nieces and nephews, and so like I I would watch with them, and I never really noticed it until I did I did a rewatch for for coming on and chatting with you, and I was just sitting there and it's like, I mean, it makes sense when you think about when AA. And I always mispronounce his last name, Milne. Milne, I think Milne. Milne there we go. I've always <laughs> said it Milne, so I'm probably going to get blasted because I call him Milne. And uh, oops. Oh, I have been getting teased relentlessly for daring to pronounce Sega incorrectly. So I am now very, very conscious of: Am I mispronouncing this? And the answer is. Usually yes. Probably yes. yes. I am. If you've if you've only read it and it's a word in English, probably. Oh yeah, it's it's horrible. But like you you stop and you think of when AA Milne was alive, and I'm vaguely certain that he was actually in a world war. So it makes sense that this would be something that would show up in his stories and then later on in cartoons. But I was still just very taken aback by how innocently it existed in in the movie yeah so he was he was in world war one and um he was he fought on the front lines he had trench foot and then he was part of a top secret propaganda unit which i found really interesting because he also was a conscientious objector um and then he just signed up for making propaganda so there's some (laughs) feelings there um i would love i would kill to see a.a milne propaganda just I've seen the Dr. Seuss propaganda. I bet A.A. A. Milne's better. <laughs> oh, 
I need to hunt. It, it has to be somewhere. I've definitely seen a Dr. Seuss. I I remember there being something with Donald Duck that was oh horrifying. So I that was actually my first bonus episode on Patreon. I covered all of the Disney propaganda during World War II, and it is something. Uh, just oh my like, god! There is a whole thing with Donald being a Nazi and then making fun of Nazis the whole time. But I mean, if you just see a clip from it, it's just like Donald was a Nazi. <laughs> what the crap, Disney? What were you doing? And then you find out like it's a whole dream sequence, and then he wakes up yeah. in star striped pajamas. It's like the only time I've ever seen him wear pants. Um, he's wearing like an American flag pajamas, and it is messed up uh i can give you a link to where you can watch all of them and you can sit around and be like huh that's that's what oh, we said yes. them. Cool, cool 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 that would be because i i have never seen the rest of it i have literally only seen donald duck as a nazi part and i understand that obviously back in the day you have no clue what could even remotely be in the future but you couldn't stop to think, hey, if someone only sees part of this, this is not going to be a great look for the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> well, they, they actually did have a huge um, a huge part in the World War. Uh, so basically, um, the day after Pearl Harbor, um, mm. the U.S. military walked onto the Walt Disney lot and said, so we own this now? Um oh. And the only way that they could really continue making movies was if they were like, so what if, what if we cut a deal and we still get to keep some of it and we make you cartoons for the war effort, please? I mean, good for them. I mean, you, you gotta... know, everyone was doing that kind of stuff back then. Like, it was oh. World War II. Everyone was mad. Ow. Oh, that is so interesting. I cannot even believe, like... Just just picturing going home one day and it's like, oh, so how how was work, honey? And it's like, oh, you know, it just turned Donald Duck into a Nazi. Just, you know, the usual day in the office. Like yon, yon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, and it's funny because Donald was the everyman. They kind of made him the every American. Mickey went off to war. Donald was the guy at home that was working to make sure that the the people off at war had their munitions and whatnot. Um, so he just okay. kind of became the everyman that they just happened to dress up as a Nazi and everyone takes out of context and it gets really weird and that cartoon is kind of racist anyway, but oh well. <laughs> oh, it's just, oh, that's one of those things. I... I love old Disney. Like I love Fantasia. I all of it. it. It makes me my memories of it. I have very fond memories of it. But I try to avoid going back and rewatching it because I know, and I, I am sure you are well aware. Of this, <laughs> but just like, oh, you mean I, did I start a podcast while I was rewatching it and going, <laughs> why, why did you do this to me, Disney? I forgot. <laughs> Why? Oh, it's it's so it's so painful. It is every time I am so excited that they are going to be redoing Splash Mountain and mm -hmm. theming it for Tiana because I love the Princess and the Frog. I want there to be more Tiana everywhere. 
who boy that fever dream of a ride is wild oh my gosh i mean like i grew up in oklahoma and so i still remember mm. when disney channel used to play song of the south on disney channel just because they could um oh. and when i started this i was like mm, so i'm not i'm not gonna talk about that i'm, I'm not gonna do a review of that because oh, no. i feel like the whole th time i'd be like mm, it's racist that's, <laughs> it's also racist so the the shorter list would be uh what wasn't racist and what it was the letter there was a bluebird <laughs> there was a bluebird once <laughs> that is all <laughs> um but i, I did kind of see it uh in this i i made mention of you talked about Pooh being the little black rain cloud i was like when do we get past the point in disney where di characters stop dying themselves black please um because it's not this movie and it's not the next movie <laughs> Nope, nope, it was not. And I just I sat there and because I love that song. I used to sing that song with my mom all the time. And that was one of those ones where I was like, oh, this isn't great. It's not the worst, but it's not great. I will say like, yeah, he rolls in the mud. Yes, he turns black for a second. And then it yes. almost immediately falls off. And he's just kind of like a darker version like he's just kind of muted colors and so i i appreciated that he wasn't like blackface winnie the pooh for very long um i was yeah. cracking up i completely forgot that maybe if you say tut tut it looks like rain they'll be fooled oh. <laughs> I'm like i love you so much it's just it's so wholesome and it's it's that's one of those things like that part specifically is just something that and I don't know, maybe it's because I grew up in suburbia, Massachusetts, like <laughs> that this was a thing. But whenever it looked like it was about to rain, I have vivid memories of us sitting there in our elementary school classes and just being like, tut tut, it looks like rain. And I'm sure our teachers <laughs> must have thought that we were malfunctioning somehow <laughs> because it, it, it wasn't like we would say it once. No, kids latch on to things and they just never stop. But. <laughs> It's, it was everyone, every single person in my class, that was the thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't think I remember that particular one, but uh, I I remember it was real big that uh, TTFN was real big where I where I grew up. So TTFN, ta-ta for now, um, which is the beginning of yep. text speak, and you can't convince me otherwise. No, you are 100% correct, because we th that was everywhere on... Now, did you say AIM or did you spell it out AIM? AIM. Okay. I I I switched back and forth, but it was just <laughs> like everywhere on AIM. And I will still, even at work, there there are some things where not many people catch it, but when they do, um, so I will constantly and not even realizing it, um, if I don't catch something, I will go holiday hooby wuddy. <laughs> And every now and then, someone carries on and then stops and they go, did you just quote Grinch at me? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> accept it, move on. TTFN is one of those things that I will still, as I'm signing off of Slack at work, just TTFN. Yeah. Ta-ta for now. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I still use it all the time. And, and I still remember that I loved tickers so much. And my mom thought he was the most annoying thing in the world. Um, but I just like... <sighs> I liked how he would be like, Tiggers love X. And then he'd do the thing and be like, 
Chiggers don't like X. And I'm like, oh yeah, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> he was just so cute. And his song, like, I feel like I am vaguely decent at tongue twisters because of Tigger's song. Yes. I can see why song. your mom would hate Tigger because like, yes, teach my small children to be hyperactive and never quiet. Sure. Thank you, Disney, for that one. <laughs> I kind of worry about his like memory. Like he has the memory of a goldfish because every time he sees him, he's like, I'm Tigger. And I'm like, I saw you five <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> we need to have a talk about what? Tigger's uh, memory. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute with his T I double gutter. I was going to say, I'm Tigger. T I double gutter. <laughs> it just makes me so happy. But yes, he, at, at, at some point in time, he, he hit his head. And <laughs> thankfully, it was not one of the markers of becoming a serial killer. It just messed up his memory. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, you know, uh, Winnie the Pooh is the bear of very little brain. Um, they make that comment several times. And he actually has these really deep thoughts throughout the the movie of like, he'll say, I don't, I'm not very smart, but, and then he'll say something that's actually really deep and thoughtful. And you're like, well, uh, okay. <laughs> yep. But it's just like, I, I think that that, that part in particular is so great. Cause I feel like it is very easy for kids to get into that rut of, well, I'm not smart. I, I'm, I am little and my brain is little and I'm not smart, but then you see Winnie the Pooh who's like, oh, I'm not smart, but then carries on to say something actually really intelligent. And it, I, I feel like it helps kids be able to build that confidence to be able to reframe. No, you know what? Sure. I, in this moment, I might not feel smart, but I'm growing. Right. I, I would actually talk at the end of, of this last episode about how I feel that these were all uh, versions of um, mental illness diagnoses, like all the all the animals. And I don't mm -hmm. really know how much of that was from the books because it's been years since I've read the books. Um, but like looking at, I, and I make several reference to Tigger's ADHD. There's, there's nothing yep. that Tigger uh, about Tigger that isn't ADHD. Um, Pooh has an eating disorder. Piglet has anxiety. Uh, Eeyore has depression. Um, rabbits OCD. Uh, owls mm -hmm. a narcissist. Um, Kanga and Root exist. Um, <laughs> they're not very much in this one. So I, I, I was just like, I don't know what they are, but I will take votes for what they are. Um, but like, when you look at it, I, I keep wondering, like, was this, was this Milne's way of saying no matter how, who you are or how your brain works, you can have friends and you can come together with other people who are different from you. I, or is that like me over reading into AA Milne's brain? <laughs> I mean, it's very possible that that is, but I'm taking that away from this. I think that is amazing. It's such a great way to look at this story that could just be like, oh, it's just a kid's imagination and turn it into something that's so much more. Well, like when they have um, Owl's house destroyed and you have Eeyore, the saddest donkey, um, who just like meanders up and he's like, I found Owl a home. And it's been like a week and a half and they're having a party for Pooh for not actually res rescuing Piglet. And you realize like this super depressed donkey has been spending a week or more looking for a house for his friend without anyone reminding him. Like that's all he's been doing. And I'm like, 
he's uh, he's an amazing friend. You can you can be depressed and still be an amazing friend, kind of thing. Yep. Oh, I just I love you. I really love Eeyore. He is the cutest freaking thing. It is funny. Like I'll I'll be sending people messages like, "Hey, did you know this?" And they're like, "Could you not tell me things about Disney films like ever? <laughs> like, could you not tell I me that A.A. Milne and Christopher Robin like the A.A. Milne died without ever reconciling with Christopher Robin? That that's a thing that I should not need to know. I'm like, you're welcome." <laughs> it's like, look, if I have I I am a fan. And my friends love me dearly, but also hate me because if I see something and I'm horrible, not I'm horrible, it's horrible. Um, I live by the motto of see something, say something, and I refuse to suffer alone. So I'm going to share it with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm the worst, but sorry. Nope. I know if I see this horrible thing, you're seeing this horrible thing. Obviously, there is a line. It, mostly, this is like horrible things that we can laugh at. Oh, but yeah. I'm not one of those jerks on the internet. It just, no, I, I feel like I needed to explain that. No, I totally <laughs> understand. Like, uh, I was sharing, uh, I, there's a couple of people that I share my research with as I'm doing it. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, the rescuers, you should absolutely t- tune in uh, next week for the rescuers to find out what oh. the movie that Walt Disney was going to make instead of the rescuers. Um, and just. Oh, no. Whenever I tell people these things, they're like, ah. I'm like, can you please think about this family friendly movie that was going to be this? And they're like, could could I not ever know that? Thank you. Like, now you I know. just I'm going to listen because I love I loved the rescuers and I'm morbidly curious, but I'm also like, do I want to do that to myself? And the answer is yes. <laughs> well, the answer is they that. didn't make that movie ever. So this is this is more information about like when they have two movies and they're like, which one are we going to make? Is it going to be movie A or movie B? And movie B was, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's movie B was long pause is what it was. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I am afraid. So, so you are going to be coming into present day, like just continuing oh, yeah. through until there's no more Disney to be ruined. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to keep doing it um, a- as long as I possibly can. And then my husband thinks that once I finish Disney, which I think at this point is going to take me four years uh, to do all <laughs> of Disney. And by that time they're going to have more, but um, when I'm done, he wants me to start on other, you know, Disney stuff. So like, then I could go into the Jim Henson world or I could uh, talk about um, the Don Bluth uh, experience or, you know, things like that uh, and go through those kinds of children's movies. Um, I'm I'm doing a couple of them, you know, once a month I I do one on my, um, on my Patreon where I talk about something that maybe does, it doesn't, fall into this category but it's something from our childhood so like i i did mary poppins which is a story um i talked about legend this month uh Mm -hmm. with tom cruise and that is a messed up movie um the problem is i've never seen any movies and so my husband was like hey this great movie from when i was a child and i was like excellent i'll watch the what is this um don't uh but i I I asked recently like Tell me about your childhood mo- movies that you would like to hear more information about. And so now I have a list of ideas of things to do. Oh, that is such a great, 
I am excited to see what movies you bring up. I am so excited for you to get to eventually to to Goof Troop. And I know that that's still quite some time away, but I love that movie and cannot wait to see what shenanigans you pull out from the ether. Um, A Very Goofy Movie is absolutely an amazing movie. And um, I would recommend uh, if you have an hour uh, to go on YouTube and look up uh, a YouTuber named Sideways. And he does an amazing video on why uh, uh, A Very Goofy Movie is the best Disney musical ever made. Um, And it is fantastic. And when I watched it, I was like, "I I buy it. This is well done. I'm excited. I have already saved it in my phone because... I also, much like Tigger, have the memory of a goldfish. Mm-hmm. And if I don't put things in my phone, oh, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm working on learning how to do that. Um, yeah, learning how to cope with, I don't have a memory as an adult is is something that I'm working on. Oh, it is. It's a wild journey. I, like, by, in, in a bunch of my different friend chats from, like, from, Groups that I've been friends with since middle school, they're like, oh, you remember this? How about this? How about that? And I'm like, are y'all sure that I was around for any of this? And then they just throw these things that I said and did. And I was like, look, you could be screwing with me right now. I am going to trust you that this is a thing that I did. It sounds very on brand for me. So I'm going <laughs> to accept this. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my husband and I we have this thing where we'll just say, I don't remember this conversation. <laughs> Whenever the other one is like, I don't remember this conversation. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, excellent. Wonderful. Great. It was just a very important <laughs> conversation in which many things were discussed, but cool. <laughs> but it's gone. It's Jiggles. like, you're making me wonder if I've hallucinated conversations. This concerns me. <laughs> oh, it is. I, you are the first person that I really, <laughs> come across who shares that feeling where it's like wait did i did i make this up i didn't make this up right that moment of existential dread where you're just like oh my god is this whole thing that was very important to me a lie (laughs) it's 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 rough (laughs) well that's uh you know i've been kind of one of the other things that i i deal with when i'm watching these disney movies again well first of all is um well, like usually, like, oh, I don't remember this very offensive part. Excellent, great, wonderful. I'm so happy about that. But then, like, I'll go. Well, I remember this, but it it went differently. And I have a lot of Man- Mandela effects going on with Disney. Like, oh. I, I I remember different things. Like Bambi, I didn't remember they ran away from the hunters twice. Like, oh well, I thought that she just died the first time. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hate the Mandela effect. I hate it so much. It's it's really interesting and I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, no, I don't need that much convincing that we have somehow jumped to a wrong timeline. Yeah. I would like to know what upset the timeline that erased uh, the Baron Stain bears or the Baron Stain oh. bears. And oh. it makes me and this was actually in our our episode that we recorded yesterday. I brought up, uh, um, Hallie, my co-host, mentioned the Monopoly man. And it's like, oh. that gentleman with a monocle and a top hat can stay away from me. She's like, hmm. Jake doesn't have a monocle. Yeah. No. Woo. <laughs> You're thinking of Mr. Peanut. Yep. Yeah, so, that's, that's a very common one. Yeah. 
someone did the fruit of the loom one like which of these is the fruit of the loom and i was like i'm not gonna answer because i know the answer because i have the mandela effect where i know the wrong answer and it really upsets me (laughs) (laughs) i hate it so much i what was oh the fruit loops one was is another one that messes me up wait please share that one i don't know that one so it's my god where it's one is where i think it's actually spelt f-r-o-o-t-s loops yes. instead of fruit mm-hmm. in my mind it's always been fruit fr the real people way not the <laughs> can sam way i think there might be a legality thing with them calling it actual fruit i'm just saying oh that's horrible <laughs> I, I i've said somewhere recently i was like every time i see something that's like misspelled like when you like see kids castle with a k i wonder if there's a legal issue with them spelling that with a c like you can't call that a castle that is not okay <laughs> that just makes me think of all the like nurseries and like dentist offices that have the the illegal disney artwork mm-hmm and Disney actually going after them. Yeah. I uh, I actually knew a, a couple of church daycares that had that happen to them in Oklahoma. And it was it was just a mess. Just, uh, Disney, don't. I just, could, could you, I think I would rather be the person going home to their loved one explaining that they had to turn Donald Duck into a Nazi <laughs> instead of being the one going home to their loved one and being like, yeah, you know, my day was great. I just took money from a church. Yeah, I just sued a church into non-existence because they painted a Mickey Mouse head on their like nursery walls. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> you know, you're really really doing keeping keeping everyone safe out there from the fake Mickey Mouses. Although you ever if you ever do come to the hell that is Times Square, <laughs> the the mascots, the knockoff I've heard of them. Are so aggressive and so scary looking. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) No, if you ever see one, do not make eye contact and do not stop. (laughs) I don't see you. You don't see me. It's just, I'm holding my hand up. Like, you can see me. Like, I've got my hand up next to my eyes. Like, nope, 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 nope. Um, No scary Elmo. We don't need to have a conversation. (laughs) My friend G actually got cornered by one of those. It was an Elmo and it was a heart. I call it Maki because there it, it, there was no Mickey Mouse on that day. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was very upsetting. And she was so mad because we didn't realize it until we were almost a block away. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I, I have seen oh. the uh, the Hollywood Boulevard version of this. So, like, yeah, I've, I've experienced a little bit of that joy. Air quotes. Oh, it's, But I feel like at least the Hollywood Boulevard one, there are some talented, like, aren't there some dressed up as superheroes and they can do mm-hmm. the flips and some dances and whatnot? I, I think I would maybe stop for a second and be like, oh, that was fun. If I tried to do that, I'd break my neck and, and then carry on. But like, Break dancing Spooderman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not spooder man <laughs> oh that just makes me i'm very easily amused i i don't know if you've picked that up yet well, in this conversation makes this whole conversation so much easier just like i'm not actually funny but this works out <laughs> <laughs> oh see 
I think you're the best kind of funny though. Like you are just effortlessly, like you don't have, you don't even have to try it just like off the cuff. And that is the best kind to me. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so yeah. Did you know about um, AA Milne and Christopher Robin? Like a, did you know Christopher Robin was a real person? Uh, B where Winnie the Pooh came from and C that they like didn't get along and that, he died without ever reconciling Christopher Robin because that's super happy. So I did actually know that Christopher Robin was a real person. Um, and I knew that him and his father did not end on good terms. I didn't know that Winnie the Pooh was a goose. I oh, thought no. that he was an actual teddy bear. No, okay. So he was he was a teddy bear. So A.A. Milne gave... Christopher, this teddy bear named Edward. And then they went to the London Zoo and they met a black bear named Winnie, which is like this whole big Canadian thing. And he renamed Winnie, uh, Edward to Winnie. And then he had also named a swan Pooh. And so when, uh, when Alan wrote the book, he's Winnie the Pooh. And I was like, I'm sure there was a reason that this one was named Pooh. <laughs> the first time I, I read that like bit, I thought it was saying that he used to call the bear Pooh. And I like yeah. that made sense to me as like a little kid trying to say bear going Pooh, Pooh. Like that made sense. Yeah. But then like, you know, he 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 named a swan poo. Um <laughs> for reasons that are British, I think. <laughs> I just there's something that I find so amusing because I, I agree with you. The idea of a swan, like, why are you, why are you calling it poo? But the idea, because we grew up with bear being a thing, it's just like, oh yeah, no, it's totally acceptable that he would name this giant creature that could just maul him poo. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a swan will mess you up. Like, oh, like no, I'm actually more afraid you. of the swan than I am of the bear. Like... Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. There is no escaping a swan. I learned that lesson young. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I was not the one that was chased. But uh, again, so with with my mom, there was this stretch of road, and there were two lakes, and we used to we used to drive by it and stop to watch either these this faded swan couple just do their swanny thing, or watch the fog people, which was just fog rolling ar- across the road. I was a very weird child. Um, <laughs> but this one time we stopped to see the swans, and we stopped, and it was coming after this dude. I do not know what he did to piss it off, but it did not stop. <laughs> oh, I yeah. was terrified <laughs> like oh i have miscalculated all of the bad things <laughs> yeah like people people think um we have a, a raptor sanctuary up here uh birds of prey and people think that like you should be afraid of eagles and and honestly they they will rip you a new one if they get upset at oh, you yeah. but like geese canadian geese no. and swans mm. they're just like the worst <laughs> mm. Uh-uh, nope, geese, you, no, nope. Now, <laughs> those stupid little dinosaurs, I have actually been chased by them when I was little. <laughs> they wanted the bread I was feeding the ducks. 
<laughs> oh that? no! The, the, it happens usually here uh, during nesting season that someone hits a golf ball a little bit too close to the Canada goose oh, no. uh, nest, and they decide this ball is mine, and I'm going to sit on it. And <laughs> no matter what you do, I'm going to be a mean bird, and I'm going to make <laughs> sounds that make you sad. Um, but yeah, I one of our our bird of prey people is is actually my husband's cousin and she trains these birds mm. of prey and we had her out one day with like falcons chasing the the canada geese off school property because they <laughs> chase the kids um and she's oh got my like god falcons going after and she was like um so this one doesn't know she's smaller than the geese and uh it, it's really interesting sometimes <laughs> they're like uh no and she's like yes we're going to go <laughs> at it <laughs> She's like, no, oh, no, I just so want you cool. to chase them, not like attack them. <laughs> just, just chase. Nope, you're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have a fight. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Look, that particular falcon has a blood feud against all geese. I mean, can you blame it? No, no, I cannot because those like fair. No, with their rows of horrifying teeth. Oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> and this is where we are super glad that there is not a swan character in Winnie the Pooh. Just harmless things like owls. <laughs> owls also have beaks for days. One thing that I did not realize, and I, I read the books when I was younger, and I never put two and two together, that gopher wasn't actually a thing in the books. Right. So he was, um, to make it American adjacent, like to make it more Americanized. <laughs> and I was like, so we brought in a shoddy contractor. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying watching that bit. It was like, all I need is seven sticks of dynamite. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was just, and I, I would trade nothing for that little bundle of sharp whistle notes. <laughs> Destruction. Uh, he makes me so happy. Oh yeah, he's he's great, and he has that same whistle as the beaver from uh, Lady and the oh. Tramp, which is just endearing and adorable, and I love him. I used to try when I was little to to do the the gopher whistle, and it would just end up sounding like nothing. But well, that's because they actually used the whistle and blew down in it to make that sound. No, I'm sorry. Did I officially ruin no. your forever? I mean, it makes sense. You should think about it. That's not a noise that's going to come from anyone's mouth, but I'm still sad. <laughs> they, I, I actually, I can't prove they did that with Gopher, but I know that they did that for the beaver in uh, Lady and the yeah. Tramp. So I have absolutely no reason to think that they weren't doing the same thing with, with Gopher. <laughs> oh my God. I just, I, I, he... He was great. That was a real solid addition to the Winnie the Pooh universe. <laughs> yeah, I think they did a really good job of integrating him in. Um, I will say that, like, Rabbit is, like, super judgy the whole time with, with everything that's involved. And, like, that whole scene where Pooh is stuck in his, the little tiny hole to his house, which there is a big door. Why would you send yep. <laughs> the bear that tends to overeat and he ate nine pots of honey? Why would you let, be like, hey, you know what? There's a door. Oh, no, you're going to go through the. Because <sighs> Rabbit, in his judgmentalness, 
needs to create situations in which he can be judgmental. <laughs> I did, like, I was laughing about him holding the protest meeting about, like, we have to unbounce Tigger. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Why are you like this? A.A. <laughs> <laughs> Milne ran into the worst HOA leader possible <laughs> and never forgave them. <laughs> oh yeah, we've all had that one. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> but and then like every time Owl talks, he's just on this rant like they ask him something and he's just off on this random tear about like yep. he talked about his his cousin the screech owl who is an opera singer and played the glockenspiel and laid a seagull egg by mistake and I was like what is happening? What? 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 Um, and then he talks about the, the owl and the pussycat, which I, I was like, oh, I know that reference at least, but what? Yep. <laughs> I, but when I was younger, never even questioned it. Like never, not once can I remember like, which I mean, doesn't say much because I can't remember much from when I was a child, but like stopping and being like, wait, that how would they have sense. one laid a seagull egg Two, known it was a seagull egg? Like at no point it's just like, oh yeah, what a funny story for owl to tell. That's yeah, great. Um, I did notice, and I don't, I mean, I'd known it, but I don't remember really noticing it as a kid of how much this cartoon is a book. Um, and like, <gasps> I love that. The, I mean, all the Disney movies up till now, except for a select few, have been made from books, but this particular one was a book, like with oh. the words and, and the page numbers and everything. Oh. oh. And I'm I'm trying to remember how much of me noticing that was a thing is from actually realizing it watching the movie or from me playing Kingdom Hearts because <laughs> all of Winnie the Pooh's levels are very much like the movie and it's set inside a book. I remember it's, like I remember the um getting Tigger down by turning the the page to the side and letting him slide down the the yeah. the words. Like I think I remember that one from being a kid. Um but it was I was I was just like, you know, this is a storybook and it, they they did a really good job with that setting of uh, always like panning out that little bit so you could see the words written on the page and mm -hmm. and that I thought they did that really really well. Oh, and it's just like just just even thinking about that just releases serotonin in my mind. It is such a happy memory that I, I, I don't even really notice or or obviously think of often. I'm not frequently sitting there being like, ah, yes, that time that I watched Winnie the Pooh. I, I have other things <laughs> on my mind, but it's just thinking back and I can picture it so vividly, just that art style. It, uh, it was It's one of my favorite things. Well, it is, and it's so um, iconic for this time. Um, and I, I do like that we have those t the two like probably most iconic movies of the Gen X millennial uh, range of Robin Hood and Winnie the Pooh. Like there are there those are back to back in the Disney canon, and yep. it's like there are no no two more movies from this era that people are like this. This gives me that. Yep chill of happiness when I watch it. And um, my sister-in-law is actually decorating uh, my future niece's nursery at, with Winnie the Pooh. And she was like, you do not ruin Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do my best. 
uh, but I cannot make promises. And then when I watched it, I was like, no, no, I, you can't ruin Winnie the Pooh. Like, there's oh. there's nothing watching Winnie the Pooh that you're like, well, that was messed up. Like, there's no Peter Pan scene where you're like, oh, why? Uh, there's just a little bit of, like, you made Tigger sad, and that makes me sad. But that's it. That That's really... And I, that just... I feel like that carries across to... a all of the Winnie the Pooh, like from the cartoon. I remember some distressing puppet show that was Winnie the Pooh. And just that was only made distressing because the puppets were weird. Um, <laughs> but like, there, there's really nothing that I can think of that was just like, ooh. I mean, again, a, a, aside from the vaguely the, the rain cloud bit where that was just kind of like, this isn't particularly great, but it's just, it's wholesome, family entertainment. Right. And, and even the rain cloud bit, like, even though you're like, could we just stop dying yeah. characters black? But like, <laughs> it is. He's pretending to be a rain cloud to pretend exactly, to get the yeah. bees to hide so he can have honey. <laughs> I mean, it is. If there's going to be a wholesome reason for a character to to dye themselves black, that is the most like adorable child thought process ever. Yep. Um, I was well, laughing. Like, oh, go ahead. Oh no, no I was going to say it's it's like. The, the way that a child's brain thinks, like, I used to hide under my blanket if I didn't want to go to school and make myself flat just by, like, starfishing out. <laughs> it's like, my parents are never going to know that I'm here. I'm flat. <laughs> and it's like, no, there's a whole ass lump in bed. Get, get up. Who are you? Come on. <laughs> it's like when the little kids hide and they're just like, their eyes are squeezed shut. So you can't, you can't see them. That is my favorite <laughs> thing to do with little kids. Be like, where is the child standing right in front of me? I cannot yeah. see her. Um, yeah. So cute. I, oh, I, did you ever pick up? I, I feel like I'm probably mispronouncing this. The, the Tao of Pooh. I have not. And you're, uh, I, I've seen it, the Tao of Pooh. I've seen that. Uh, I've never actually read it, but I've seen it. I never read it as an adult. I decided when I was a child and saw it, I was like, ooh, this is Winnie the Pooh. Give it to me, mama. And for whatever reason, my mom did. And I just remember being like, wait, this isn't, what is this? What am I, what's happening? And being very disappointed. But like, I, I want to go back and reread that and see how people are able to take this experience and take this character that is just this innocent childhood thing and carry it into so many different aspects of life. I, I find that part particularly really fascinating about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I, I did find a lot of him uh, enjoying simple things or doing doing good things for himself because of things he likes. Like that, that very first bit about like how he's exercising not to get in shape or be stronger or lose weight. He he's exercising because it improves his appetite and allows him to eat more. And he's <laughs> totally fine with being short and fat. He's totally fine with being a bear of very little brain. Like he just accepts who he is. Yep. Um, and I'm like, we could all be a little bit more like Winnie the Pooh, just accepting who we are at our core and just, you know, being okay with that. And I, I never even stopped to, to to think about that that way. Like that that's just I uh, it, it, he really Winnie the Pooh really is the gift that keeps on giving and no one can tell me otherwise. <laughs> Realistically, like of of all of the characters, the only one that's kind of a poop head um is is Rabbit. Like he's the only one yeah. that disapproves of 
anything. Like when, when you think about, yeah, Owl's a narcissist. All he can do is talk about himself. But when he does it in like this way of like caring about the people around him and being supportive and like, of, of course, Pooh, you can have honey. This is great. Um, yep. And everyone else around there is just like, I'm totally cool with who I am and I'm totally cool with who my friends are. And I'm not going to ask them to be a different person in order for them to be a friend, except for Rabbit. Rabbit's a tyrant. Rabbit the tyrant. Um, but yeah, like no one there just tells Eeyore, like, you know, if you smiled, you'd, you'd be prettier. Um, and no one tells uh, Piglet, have you thought of not being afraid of the world? Uh, they just accept that they are. Yep. It's it's just, it's, it's so nice. It's so nice to just take a, a step back from the world and be able to 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 relive that and see that like you know what it's okay to be you it's it's okay if you're anxious it's okay like just do what you can to be happy and that's that's the most important part is trying to to do your best to be happy well and even at the very very end where they unbounce tigger and then decide that he can bounce again very quickly yeah um what that thing of him saying you know rabbit you're your legs are made for bouncing. You should try bouncing. And as Rabbit's like starting to bounce, he's like, oh, this is fun. This is great. I should yep. have tried this before. I should have maybe not been such a <clears throat> about everything. Um, and like trying to keep it peachy. Um, but like it, it, you do see that moment of, oh, hey, if I accept what I'm built for and what I can do, I can have a lot more fun than if I'm judging everyone yep. <laughs> for doing that. Oh, I, I'm trying to remember. Oh my God. I can't even remember what I was trying to remember. So ignore me. <laughs> no, no. It was fine. something I feel like rabbit had a song. Maybe it was in a later Winnie the Pooh movie. I can't even remember what, what I was going with. So never mind. <laughs> I think you're right. I'm trying to, it's from Pooh's Grand Adventure. Ha! Okay. I just, I, I, I really appreciate as being a very judgmental person that Rabbit <laughs> can be a jerk. But I, I like that he isn't ultimately, like, he is still a decent friend deep down. It just takes some digging. <laughs> With the gopher. No. <laughs> 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 always there to hand you a stick of dynamite inappropriately <laughs> <laughs> it's bracing don't forget the bracing <laughs> but man when he started it on that i was like i this is every construction worker i've ever known i, I need seven sticks of dynamite and some boards for bracing i'm like what <laughs> what are you doing you know sticks of dynamite i thought was going to be more of a thing in my right? life when I grew up, much along with quicksand. And what was the other thing? Stop, drop, and roll? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, we were just going to catch fire a lot more than... <laughs> I am, A, very thrilled, but a little disappointed with the number of times I have had to stop, drop, and roll because I just caught fire randomly. <laughs> Seriously. And, like, I used to go through the woods frequently. I used to run and frolic in the woods all the time. Nary a pit of quicksand to be found anywhere. Why was this a thing when we were growing up that everything was like, oh, you're either going to explode, catch on fire, or you're going to drown in a puddle of sand? Like, what? 
And if you're very, very lucky, you'll do all three in one movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you made it. <laughs> right? I see that one a lot. It's like, I really thought I would catch on fire a lot more than I have. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's a big honking zero for me. So, yeah, I did feel like catching on fire was a lot more common than it is. Yes. <laughs> did you ever, my my town used to, like, once a year would bring every, or, well, not bring, you, you had the choice to not go but they had like a day at the fire station where they set up this house and it was like go in it and you're gonna see what you have to do if the house catches on fire and yeah. then go get pizza they brought it to the elementary schools it was like a trailer like so, yes yes it was a trailer i again obviously very useful information to have but another thing growing up i was like do, is this something i need to be very afraid of it's no Why wonder that we all have anxiety. Like, it's no wonder that everyone from our generation has anxiety. Like, we were going to catch on fire. Uh, our house was going to catch fire. Like, we needed to know how to crawl out of a bedroom because the smoke was up here and you have to touch the door handle mm -hmm. to make sure it's not hot. Like, I, like, this was embedded in my brain. And I'm like, you know, I could have used the quadratic equation probably instead of fear mongering. <laughs> <laughs> and also Can people were just going to walk me? up to us on the street and be like I've injected you with drugs and now you're you're like completely addicted and you will never not be addicted <laughs> seriously I just never once did a stranger give me drugs on Halloween no one no. is they spent their hard earned money <laughs> that's not going to be a thing I like that no one that comes like, out oh, it's yeah, like here's your acid just a reminder, drugs are really expensive, so people aren't giving them to your kids. <laughs> like, no. What are your, do you have any final thoughts about Winnie the Pooh? I am very excited. I have decided that I'm now going to go through and watch the rest of the Winnie the Pooh movies, like the Heffalump movie and all of those. So, like, I'm just, I'm excited to have a really good, wholesome weekend. <laughs> ahead of me oh that sounds like an amazing time i i cannot wait yeah. to be able to go through the rest of this canon because really it is it's like it's the best part of the bronze era i like even even uh robin hood is is iconic but it has a few of those <gasps> no mm -hmm. uh this one is just like well i've had a lovely day i'm going to continue yeah. having a lovely day <laughs> oh it's just it's so good i'm excited for you to get to the rest of them i I love listening to, even though sometimes I get real sad. Like I, I'm really excited to continue on and and see how you're going to ruin more beloved yep. Disney for me. <laughs> well, I'm thrilled to keep ruining it for you. Uh, but yeah, I think the the big takeaway from Winnie the Pooh is love yourself as you are, love your friends as they are, and you can you can be friends with people who are different than you as long as you accept them for who they are, unless they're racists. Yep exactly which is not part of the movie but I, I don't think that i think that winnie the pooh would have had some talks about that like no i like to agree with you i i think 100 he he would draw that line he was like we can be friends and we can have a difference of opinion but what isn't a difference of opinion is racism homophobia transphobia so on and so forth <laughs> no yeah. Hard line stands for Winnie the Pooh is what I believe. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna believe that uh that winnie the pooh would punch nazis yeah Yes. Yep. Oh, now I want a drawing of Winnie the Pooh as Captain America. <laughs> please, fan artists, please draw Winnie the Pooh punching a Nazi. We 
Love you. And thank you. <laughs> well, Dylan, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I cannot wait to go hear uh, you discuss smut and ruin my childhood from other things. Um, and I, I just really appreciate you taking time to talk to me today. Thank you for having me. And I promise that we will stay far, far away from Winnie the Pooh because I have a line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D- don't don't ruin Winnie the Pooh. We like him. I promise. <laughs> If you'd like to support the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, those ratings and reviews affect almost every other podcatcher. If the app you're using right now has a rating system, please consider rating and reviewing there as well. I also have a Patreon page where you can contribute monetarily to the podcast. For just a dollar every month, you get an ad-free version of the regular episodes one day early. And for $5 a month, you get a bonus episode that discusses the history and commentary of other childhood favorites. This month, I'm talking about Ridley Scott's 1985 film Legend, starring Tom Cruise, Tim Curry, and a lot of dark themes. Patrons also get a say in what bonus episodes I'm making for the future, so if you want more of my rabbit hole research, that's the place to go. I also have single bonus episodes available at oofmychildhood.com if you don't want to commit to a monthly subscription. You can also find mugs, aprons, and t-shirts on the website. My theme music was composed and played by Sean Rudolph of Let Music Be. For more information on that studio, you can visit their website at letmusic.be or check the show notes for an easy link. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you come back each week to discuss Disney through modern eyes. I release a new episode every Monday through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many other podcatchers. So until next time, keep the magic alive. Today, I'm talking with Dylan Lincoln from Plot What Plot Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Dylan Lincoln from Plot What Plot Podcast. Nope, I can't say it. Plot (laughs) What Plot Podcast. Plot What Plot Podcast. I should have practiced that. You know, a Venn diagram where where we have a lot of, uh, you know, mixtures and overlap. That was the word I looked yeah. for. Wow, today is not going to be my English day. Um, <laughs> and just that moment of... Uh, 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 now it's my turn to not English well. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.